Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Tales from Tolt. My name is Dwayne Davidson, your host. This is a program where we discuss the fascinating and rich history of that place we call the Sonoma Valley, basically from Monroe to North Bend. Welcome, everybody. Uh, today, I've got a very special guest, Country Roni from the Novelty Hill Cemetery is uh, joining me again. Uh, so, hi, Country. Well, good morning. I'm so glad you're joining us again today because we've got some really interesting things to talk about. You know, one of the aspects of preserving history uh, uh, that any community has is their cemeteries, uh, where we uh, honor uh, our forefathers that went be and ancestors that went before us and uh, the novelty cemetery i just want to tell the listeners out there that uh, country and her husband fiverr are uh, two special individuals because they really uh, selfishly put a lot of time into making that such a nice quaint little uh, cemetery that is a beautiful uh, nice place to just go up and take your lunch and meditate because it's a beautiful place. A lot of beautification projects has occurred up there and they have always been a part of that and about organizing cleanup days and removing um, um, fell trees and doing repairs. And so I want to just kind of give a shout out to those two for uh, all the work that they do up there. And some of the repairs and some of the uh, stuff that they do uh, requires uh, a little bit of uh, not just their hard work and their sweat equity uh, into the thing, but it requires uh, money. And that uh, is, um, that's obtained by a couple different ways. And we'll talk about those today. Uh, one of them is by uh, some grants. Uh, and the other is by, um, uh, well, they have the normal revenue stream for the cemetery, which is burial plots. It goes into a trust a type of an account. And then we raise money in other ways too. And we're going to be talking about one of those uh, uh, special ways in just a few moments. But before we do, I'm going to continue to, uh, because I think it's going to be of great uh, interest to people. I want to continue this um, praise of uh, the work that country and fiber have done up at the cemetery i'm telling you that a project that they were very involved in that i think everybody should know about uh, and that is uh, uh, approximately i want to talk about the unmarked graves uh, country about how long ago was it really discovered by you that we had this issue so three years ago uh the end of 2018 we just, I had received the paper records. I, I took over the cemetery and everything was on paper. And I was starting to do an audit and put it on the Excel. And I recognized there were, and I'd walk the place all the time. And so I knew what was on paper wasn't matching what I could see on the ground. And lo and behold, in 2019, we did a uh, sonar. And so we were able to confirm that there were bodies in the ground where there were not any markings. 
And so that's when we got to thinking about, okay, how can we honor these folks? You know, these are historical uh, bodies that are in the cemetery. In fact, one of them was a Duval mayor that did not have a headstone. And so we counted up and we had 44 bodies laying at rest that were unmarked in our cemetery. That is incredible. And this is, this is kind of especially um, uh, a touching story to me because I'm just going to share with people a little bit of personal things about me is a couple months ago, I did a genealogy trip uh, back to Minnesota to do some genealogy research on my family to a little town called Mora, Minnesota, which is about a, uh, an hour due north of Minneapolis, St. Paul. And I went to the cemetery to see uh, some of uh, the Davidsons and Tallmans and other uh, names of my ancestors that uh, it, before they came from Washington, they were there uh, logging primarily and some farming. And we found some of the graves and we also discovered that there are many that are unmarked. Evidently, at one time, to save money, wooden, uh, wooden tombstones were put in. And then there would be a brush fire and they would lose. And so the, uh, they don't know when these tombstones were uh, lost. And these graves go back to the 1800s. And so there's three that are unmarked right now. And this is bothering me. And I uh, have every intention on finding ways to um, personally uh, see to it that there are some uh, markers put to honor those ancestors of mine back in this little cemetery outside of Mora, Minnesota, because uh, they knew where they were, they knew of them. The, the cemetery, the Sexton knew where they were and knew of them, but they have been unmarked for as long as anybody can remember. So, so you had these individuals uh, and that's quite an expense. I know that uh, you're a frugal type and I like to not waste uh, anybody's money. And so tell, uh, would you tell me just a little bit about this way that uh, you found a way that we could do that economically? Absolutely. Because uh, we needed to have this uh, capital grant fund in order to accomplish this. So, I have a cohort uh, the up in Snoqualmie at the Railroad, Mu Railroad Museum. Her name's Christy Lake. She reached out to me and said, hey, I know you're doing some amazing work. And here is a grant that I just ran across. And she's a full-time uh, employee up there. So she gets a little more, uh, more time to look and research these things. So she sent me the application. I reviewed it. Uh, I did hours and hours of, this is my first grant I ever applied for. And it's called the Historic Cemetery Preservation Capital Grant. And it is pages upon pages. And I really got to know our cemetery by doing this project. And wow. it was incredible. And the markers were made in a very economic economical way because if we would just would have went to a headstone company and just purchased your typical headstone that a family would do during barrel with the mass how many graves did you say this was again up there there were 44 names For, 44 so yes. there was a lot of people to do that required that would have been a lot of money but um 
uh, uh, I'll tell you, these guys are talented. Uh, a country's husband, Fiverr, is uh, no exception. He's a very talented uh, individual. Tell us about the way that you found uh, to do this a little bit more economically to create these headstones. Absolutely. So, yes, I am frugal. Um, <laughs> sometimes it's a shortcoming because, you know, sometimes we need to spend the money in order to, you know, make the mm -hmm. market, get what you pay for sometimes, but not in this respect. It was incredible because of Amazon, believe it or not, I was doing some research and we found some granite plates that were, were about a half an inch thick by four inches by 12 inches. And so what we decided, and they were, believe it or not, funny enough, $44 a piece. And so we took those names, the Amazon partner uh, did the inscription on the pieces of granite and they were shipped to us. And then what we decided to do, we built frames. We filled the frames. We made them a little bit bigger than the granite itself. We filled the frames with concrete, then placed the granite inside so now you have a sturdy four inch depth granite headstone. Wow. So, so uh, some of it was ordered where the actual name is uh, uh, inscribed. And then yes. this is laid over a concrete base to give it that, to give that permanent uh, uh, um, um, monument. But you want the headstone to last uh, right. because we do mow. And we know that historically, a lot of the headstones in the past up at Novelty Hill Cemetery were laid in concrete as well. We mm -hmm. just followed the same pattern and it seemed to fit. Wow. And so uh, I heard about this and because I have this, uh, my own little unmarked uh, grave issue, I actually asked and they actually did even a video of them creating these and, and, uh, They've shared this video with me personally, so I think that I, I appreciate that. And I have a relative uh, that doesn't know it yet. And if they're hearing this program, <laughs> they're going to be asked here soon uh, that because they're going to be here visiting for a uh, a funeral in a couple of weeks. Uh, they they actually live in Minnesota, and I'm going to ask. And they have a farm. I'm going to ask them if they can help me with this project. I'm going to fly back and. Get these graves marked in the same fashion that country uh, and and her husband uh, did up in uh, Novelty Cemetery. Uh, a former mayor, isn't that incredible? I mean, these people were all you know kind of just forgotten. Only the cemetery records knew that they were there, and now people Absolutely. would be able to see these. And I'm just taking a guess that there was probably some veterans too, right? Yes, actually, I got to tell you a story about one of the veterans. So. We were, uh, Nicole, my cohort that used to volunteer at the cemetery, she was helping me place the headstones. And so we were digging these spots for the headstone and she starts digging and removing moss. And then she saw some white sandstone and she started digging some more and she uncovered a military, the white upright military headstones that we all see like at Arlington National Cemetery, there was one of those, the whole thing was buried flat into the ground. And because of this headstone project, we were able to unearth it, set it upright, clean it, 
And now it's part of our cemetery and he is no longer unmarked, which tells us we might have more of that same scenario, but we didn't find anything else. But that there's another miracle of just doing the work. Yeah, that is. Uh, so somehow it fell over and they just started kind of working its way in and people would just mowed over it over years. And then pretty soon there, it's forgotten that he was even there. And so I think that that just is uh and it's actually the veterans uh, issued um, uh, tombstone that we're all very familiar with that we see during uh, 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 Veteran Memorial Day celebrations. And so that's been recovered and uh, restored. So that is a that's an incredible story. So yes. uh, they're all marked now, which really adds to the history of uh, the cemetery. A lot of other work is uh, done up there. And um, country, you mentioned some of this was done with the help of a grant. Uh, the other um, work at the cemetery, uh, maintenance comes out of basically funds that have been derived from the sale of uh, cemetery plots um, and put into a special endowment that it can only be used very strictly for that. Uh, purpose. The money is safely invested so that those funds are around for a long, long time. And occasionally, there's uh, other things that people like to get done. Uh, I know a couple of the little betterments um, uh, may sound kind of like uncouth to talk about this, but I think it's something neat is we've uh, we put some Santa, some, uh, Santa cans out uh, uh, year round so that visitors, because it's in a very remote place, the cemetery, and people that are up there for a memorial service or a um, uh, tales or uh, the twilight tour or other events up there that might be there um, may need to actually use a restroom. And so we followed what's being done in other cemeteries and some Santa cans have been brought to put in there and they cost a little bit of money. There's some special projects occasionally that need to be done and so we have a other project that has been done now for a couple of years and that's called the what the Rees across america okay so um so let's take a break just for a couple of minutes and when we come back we'll talk about this um Reefs across America and and the good work that it helps us do at the Nolde Cemetery. So we'll be back in just a couple. You're listening to Valley 104.9 FM, your station for Northwest eclectic music. Hi, I'm Seth Shostak and I'm an actual scientist, although I don't wear a white lab coat. Maybe a straight jacket. I'm Molly Bentley. I'm a science journalist and we are your hosts on Big Picture Science, bringing you the latest from the labs every week. So join us Thursdays at 6 p.m. for the coolest in science and technology, Big Picture Science. That's Thursdays at 6 p.m. right here on Valley 104.9 FM. Okay, folks, welcome back. Today's guest is a country Roni on Tales, uh, Tales from Told, and uh, she is uh, talking about We've been talking about the Novelty Cemetery, and we're now discussing uh, this uh, special fundraising project uh, that uh, has been going on now for a uh, few years there. And so do you want to tell us just a little bit more about this, uh, uh, this uh, project, country? Absolutely. So Reese Across America 
was not a concept that I knew about, but I had heard and spied on other cemeteries such as Monroe and Woodenville and, and saw what kind of activities they were doing. And about three years ago, I went to Woodenville on one of their events and it was called Rees Across America. And it was when folks, the cemetery could lay wreaths on the military headstones at Woodenville. And so once I got home, I Googled what that looked like and recognized that Novelty Hill Cemetery could be a part of that event. And if I can just tell a little bit about Reese Across a Member, it's their theme is to remember the fallen, to honor those who serve, teach our children the value of freedom. And so for this year, this is our third event and on December 18th of this year at 11 a.m., Reads Across America will be at Novelty Hill Cemetery to remember and honor our veterans through the lane of remembrance, Reese, on the graves of our country's fallen heroes and the act of saying the name of each and every veteran out loud that is buried at Novelty Hill Cemetery. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. And so, and the Boy Scouts are involved uh, in this uh, to what extent again? Yeah, so we have three sponsors. We have the Skagit Valley College Veterans Club. They reached out to us last year and participate in sponsoring Rees. We have Boy Scout Troop 909 that incorporates uh, Duval and Woodenville Boy Scouts, as well as the Duval Cub Scouts Pack 569. And so... Everybody collaborates. We have our own webpage, Rees Across America, Novelty Hill Cemetery, where folks can go and honor our vent- veterans by sponsoring Rees. So now, how, how would a person find that again? Because that's really important, so people will be able to find that. Yeah, the-, the easiest way is to Google. Just type in your Google bar is Rees Across America, Novelty hills cemetery and our own page pops up and on that front page it will tell you a little bit about our cemetery and it will give you a tab to where you can sponsor reeves and just to give an idea currently have 15 Rees sponsored, and we have 117 veterans that deserve placement. And oh, so, so for example, go. you can get five Rees for $75. That's the most popular, but each wreath sponsored is $15. Oh, wow. So that's worth so, every so- penny that our veterans sacrificed for us. Absolutely. So that's an important stat for people to uh, understand. How many veterans are buried in novelty? We have, well, on this page, it says 117. Now, this number is placed as of last year. And since then, of course, in 2021, we have been able to bury several more veterans. They will also get re's regardless. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that is that is a really good and special way. And like you said, their names are actually announced uh, um, and uh, th- that kind of honor and tribute is it said to each one of them. Absolutely. So this is a wonderful program. Is this a program that's kind of still growing in popularity and strength and expanding around the nation? 
I do believe so. You know, there's probably folks out there like me who get the opportunity to volunteer for a cemetery and and want to expand the the purpose of the cemetery, and they could be as nosy as me. There are many cemeteries that don't participate, may not know of this event and how it can um, help their cemetery mm-hmm. and, and, and acknowledge the veterans that served for us. Be, it does both. It actually helps our cemetery in a fundraising way. And it actually, and so, I mean, why would not people not want to do this? Because it's actually... Uh, does both and, and then we acknowledge the veterans and the population of veterans this is veterans of all military service all the branches uh uh veterans of actual foreign wars and not uh, just just veterans in general right absolutely we up at novelty hill cemetery have veterans all the way back to the civil war the spanish-american war Korean War, World War II, one, and of course, Vietnam. We, like you had mentioned, we have it all covered with our veterans that served right here from Duval and the Snoqualmie Valley. Mm -hmm. And just so people know, this Novelty Cemetery, um, if if you're not familiar with the Duval area quite yet, country, can you explain? It basically is the cemetery of Duval, right? It is. And so if I could expand a little bit on that, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to give a little history about in 1886, an an early pioneer and a saloon keeper named uh, James O'Leary, he deeded an acre of land uh, to the Squawk Methodist Mission. And that is what's known as our Pioneer Cemetery up by the Doherty Farmstead in Duval. So that was our original cemetery. And then, of course, uh, it was disconcerting to the mourners of that area because the water table was so high. And so every time they were trying to bury somebody, they literally had to dig the ground and then (laughs) bail out feverishly all the water before lowering the ground, lowering the body into the ground up there at the Pioneer Cemetery. So there was a committee that was formed of some of our Duval pioneers and, uh, you know, Horatio Allen, Milo Clark are some of them. And in 1909, when a portion of the Pioneer Cemetery had to be excavated uh, for the Great Northern Railroad, Right away, about 20 bodies were moved, many to the new Novelty Hill Cemetery south of Duval. And so when we say, it's a little hidden secret, if you go south of Duval towards Carnation, there's the roundabout at 124th. And if you head east up the hill away from Redmond, that's where you can find our hidden gem of a cemetery at Novelty Hills. So that, I'm surprised at how often that happened in, in history when I study history all around the state that a cemetery was started and for various purposes we have uh, 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 a lot of times it's a road. A road will need to be put through or something like this and entire graveyards and sometimes the entire cemetery was moved and in this case that's uh, there are there are a couple there's just a few people still buried up there. Is that right in the Duval one? Uh, yes. So the two headstones that remain 
are a Pinkerton, which is a military headstone that is laid flat yet maintained. And then there's a vandalized upright headstone. You can't read anything about it anymore, but that belongs to a Mrs. McKay. Mrs. McKay was moved to Novelty Hills, but her he- her original headstone still remains at the Pioneer Oh, that's Cemetery. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's south of Carnation, uh, they're uh, about two miles south of Carnation, which is very close to where I uh, was raised and grew up. There was a cemetery at a place called Pleasant Hill, and there was actually a school there at one time. And uh, 203, the main road between Falls City and uh, Carnation, then Toll, uh, was being uh, straightened, expanded, and and uh, they moved the entire graveyard to Carnation. And so they say that the some of the oldest graves, if you go to Carnation, they were actually, the, that's the novelty, or I'm sorry, the Pleasant Hill Bunch, they came into there. And that would be the same thing with Duval is the some of the oldest graves uh, are at the Novelty Cemetery were actually from Duval, correct? Absolutely. So Novelty, where we're talking about, was originally settled in uh, 1870s. And the community was in favor of naming the area Boyce after a popular local figure. But Mr. Boyce preferred instead that the name of the area be be called Novelty after his hometown of his youth, Novelty, Missouri. Oh, I tell you, there's a little fact. Yes, kind of yeah. like your story. There's always history be- behind our names. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so folks, um, if you haven't visited uh, Novelty Cemetery, it is a pleasant place to go. It's a little bit of a uh, way, ways out of town, and you do have to kind of study your map to get to it. But it is a beautiful, beautiful place where it's not, uncommon to go up there and see wildlife deer other uh creatures when you're up there uh and uh enjoying the enjoying the peace and tranquility of a of a beautiful cemetery and it's worth going up and seeing and i would imagine it's is that public the old graveyard that's up by the old cemetery that's up by uh in duval people can still get to that too right Absolutely. You would go up the Duval Cherry Valley Road as if you were going to Cherry Valley Elementary or the Catholic Church. And right before the Catholic Church and across the street from Cherry Valley Elementary is the Doherty Farmstead. And that is an original historic landmark, a house that was built in 1888 that was moved for the same reason because of the railroad from the bottom of the hill to the top of the hill. And that is where the pioneer deeded that one acre of land to the Squawk Methodist Mission for that cemetery. Cemetery still has signage, and it's a beautiful place to visit. And I said this for a reason. So when you're up there looking at that, at that particular, those, those ancient graves that are up there, uh, of course, you are in those close proximity to this beautiful house that country just mentioned. And you need to go inside and view that because when is that open? That is the site of the Duval Historical Society. They have it set up so special inside where they have all these antique furnishings. So it looks like a real country farmhouse of the era. And 
folks, you really need to go see this because it is a gem. And so when can they do that? When is that, when is that museum open? Well, I will, unfortunately, the season, the summer season is closed, but we oh, okay. always take appointments and I am happy to uh, make an appointment, have, do a private tour. Uh, same with my husband. We're available to do groups to go through the Doherty Farmstead because our season is May through September on our Sundays from 1 to 4 p.m. But that doesn't stop us. You know, we are happy to have visitors to show the house of the early, uh, it is decorated in the early 20th century. So you get to see how folks lived without power and what they had, they had to use muscle in order to get things done back then. They couldn't Google it. <laughs> and, and during the summer, it is open on Saturdays, right? On Sundays from 1 to 4 p.m. Oh, Sundays. I got that wrong. Okay. The Sundays yep, at 1. That's all right. And, um, and of course, like Country said, if you do have a group, especially if, if you had a group that was doing a field trip from either a school or a different group that wanted to be able to see it, which would be make it worthwhile for it to be opened up, arrangements can be made for something like that so that people can really come out and experience it. So, well, Country, uh, that's the time that we have. I sure do appreciate you joining me again and uh, talking about this uh, special project and with a way that you can help one of the cemeteries in the Valley of uh, the neat and important work that they do, and then uh, have the added benefit of honoring our veterans that have helped, uh, that gave it all, and uh, many of them, uh, and, um, and served their country so well. So um, it's called Reese Across America. Please Google it, check it out, and uh, consider supporting if you can. So country, thank you so much. And folks, until next week, when we continue to explore the history of the Suquamish Valley, please tune in. Uh, just a little bit of station uh, of business here to communicate to you folks. I'm delighted to say that Tales from Tolt has been now expanded to broadcast on Sundays also from 4.30 to 5 o'clock. So these programs are going to be heard twice a week instead of just once. And I'm very delighted that the station made this uh, available to us. And so please tune in or just uh, look for the live link um, on the website and you can listen to it on your computer if you are out of the transmitting range of the station. So see you next week. Thank you.